Alrighty, hey, 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 everyone. I want to say very good afternoon to you right here from Benin City, South South Nigeria, somewhere in West Africa. This is me, myself, and I, yours truly, MC Sazi, on Thinking Out Loud. Now, what exactly am I thinking out loud about this time? Now, I'm thinking out loud about the response of the Nigerian government and authorities vis-a-vis uh, the repentant, so-called repentant uh, Boko Haram uh, foot soldiers or militants, or if you like, insurgents. Yes, some of them have turned over a new leaf, according to the report, and because they have done that, they have repented, they have been debriefed, and of course they have been introduced back into the general population. Now, that would sound pretty good to everyone, but is it the right line of action that is being taken in this particular instance? In case you want to compare with countries who have had to deal with um, you know, insurgency and terrorist attacks for over four decades now, a good example is Israel. How have they been able to get over the situation? And of course, they live in ever-living ever fear, as it were, of terrorist attack. They have no idea when one is going to happen. But if it does happen, you can bet your last money. The Israeli authorities will not fold your arms and look. They will come on hard in retaliation against those responsible for any terrorist attack against Israel. Now, let me quickly just remind us, you know, I'm going to look at 2016, 2017, you know, as uh, kind of like my focus year. I don't want to look at 2019, which was also quite um, not so happy to think about because the attacks actually, great deal of them happened in 2019. But if you go back to 2016, 2017, that's how far I want to go with this. Because actually, the Boko Haram crisis actually started in 2009. But that's not where I'm going to. This is going to be the first of a series of podcasts where I am going to be interacting, thinking out loud on the subject matter at the right points. I'm going to make some inferences with what Israel uh, is doing, what Israel has done, what they have always done, and what they will always continue to do. Yes, so that's it. Now, um, Boko Haram are used uh, of violence to preach a certain ideology which they think it is what everybody should adhere to. It's a problem of its own, but we are not looking at that. We are looking at the wanton destruction of lives and property. Attacks increase, locations remain the same. They have never ever actually decided to go for a ceasefire and not to hit at the Nigerian state. The Nigerian nation state there has never been any charity coming from Boko Haram for Nigeria or towards Nigerians. Now, irrespective of the changes, but you can bet your last money, Boko Haram will mount attacks and they will take lives of everybody that falls within the sphere of their reach. They don't care what religion, they don't care what your social creed is or whatever it is that distinguishes you from them or things that make you people similar or maybe familiar in terms of faith and other areas of living and human interaction. Now, Boko Haram reportedly mounted a total of 150 attacks in the year 2017. 
which was actually an increase on the 127 attacks it had uh, mounted uh, the previous year. That's talking about 2016. Now, in both years, the group launched its highest number of attacks in January, with both of these spikes followed by President Muhammadu Buhari's claim that Boko Haram had met its demise. Now, the group's attack locations have broadly remained the same over the past couple of years. Nigeria suffered the majority of attacks in both 2016 and 2017, with Borno State, the birthplace of the insurgency, being the most common target. Now, Boko Haram proved it could still make a strike further afield, and that's talking about taking their attacks to neighboring countries around Nigeria. All right, they can go further afield, like they proved in 2017, with the reported attacks in Cameroon's far north region, Niger's Difa region, Chad's Lack region, all of which are border, uh, border towns or border countries to the northeastern part of Nigeria. Now, this broadly mirrors where it chose to attack in 2016, but there are slight differences between the two years uh, with Nigeria experiencing more attacks in 2017 while Niger saw fewer in reality. Now, the methods of attack have been mostly anything that could get people killed is what they go for. Now, Boko Haram reportedly launched 90 armed assaults and 59 suicide attacks in the year 2017. Nigeria expectedly bore the brunt of these attacks with the most common method being armed assault. Now, across the border into Cameroon, the group appeared to follow a different strategy, mounting more suicide attacks than armed assaults. Now, the same methods in these two countries were also seen in 2016. Now, the data show a growing overall emphasis on suicide attacks. In Nigeria, the group increased its suicide attacks from 19 in the year 2016 to 38 in 2017, with Cameroon experiencing a similar increase. Suicide attacks were the most common method of attacking the Nigerian city of Maiduguri, which constitutes to be the epicenter of the insurgency, whereas armed assaults were more common elsewhere. Now, in terms of fatalities and targets, they remain pretty much the same. At least 967 people were reportedly killed by Boko Haram attacks in 2017, and an increase on the previous year, uh, which ended at 910 uh, number of deaths reported. The highest concentration of fatalities in 2017 was in Medjugorje, which has seen its population double to 2 million in recent years as people flee Boko Haram violence in rural areas. Elsewhere in Nigeria, there were also high concentrations of fatalities in the localities of Medjugorje, Konduga, Damantru, and Mubi. Now, there have been no big changes in the group's targeting in the last two years, with Boko Haram attacking hard and soft targets. Its most common targets in 2016 and 17 were actually villages and military installations, especially command centers and so on and so forth. Now, that basically is just an ounce of what Boko Haram as a terrorist group represents in Nigeria 
and of course um, that's talking within the the Sudanese area as well as um, some other countries sharing boundaries with Nigeria now is that the sort of group actually that you want to get charitable with the young men are stepping forward they are denouncing their membership of the militant group you know the terrorist militant group and they have self-acclaimed themselves as they have turned over a new leaf that you debrief them that you try to re-socialize them and get them back in general population that's not a bad idea if you ask me because let's face it these are nigerians the last time i checked but the reality is that you look at the best global practices that, that is when you are going to say wait a minute are we doing this right here is it even possible to end terrorism by any stretch of imagination these are the issues we're going to be talking about over the next uh, couple of podcasts i'm going to do uh, on the uh, militant repentant you know gunmen who have become good nigerians all over again like i told you earlier on i am going to do it a series it's going to be one step to another at the right times i am going to draw the necessary inference from what israel has done and the way they stand in this whole situation of living at the mercy of being attacked by a, a, a militant group that is next to nothing besides just a, a bunch of people who are bloodthirsty so there's a lot to talk about and then i'm going to focus on israel in one of the podcasts so that you can see for yourself we are going to juggle the stats and the numbers and how the situation has been over there my name is mc sazi thanks for letting me to think out loud i will see you in the next podcast out of here i'm out of here